We're holding in the last mission of the first paragraph of Perkavistal, which tells us that there were three pillars in which Hashem runs the world, Emes, Dil, and Shalom. And we saw they refer to the three different parts of the Bria. What you're going to see now is how the same concept applies in the creation of the world. Hashem utilizes these three elements, these shikaychus in the creation. So he says, The clear pshat, based on the chachma brur, the understanding in depth, is When we're talking about the three things the world stands on, you should know, when Hashem creates the world, there were three stages in the creation. The first stage, Harishan. The first stage of the creation, Shahoitiasim Apoel and Apoel. The Creator made them exist, He brought them into reality. Hashem was called Alekim, Creator Shemaim Varets. It's Labri and Amar Alekim, Shemir Sadin. It refers to the king, which is the middle sadin. It always uses the lashon alekim in ma'asibreishes, and the reason for that is So the first level that we talk about in the creation is the creation within. That Hashem decided to create. He brought this chazal beforehand. The Gemara, which was in Shabbos, that if a person is a, a judge, he judges up the MS, so he's a part of Hashem in the creation because he's uh, utilizing the same Koyach that Hashem used in the creation, which is the Koyach of a Dain. That's why the Dain is called the Lakim as well. The name which is used throughout the, the process of creation is the Lakim, which refers to Hashem in the capacity of a judge. And the person who's acting as a judge connects to this midah. And in doing so, he becomes a partner with Hashem in the creation. It doesn't explain more, but that's the first principle, which means that din, which was the first element of the creation. And after that, there's a second element of creation too. And he says, There's a second element of creation, which is creation, even of this world, Be'emes. So even though we said beforehand, Emes is really the reality of the world of Ruchnis, but there was a certain element of Emes which was manifest in the creation of this world also. In the bracha that we say in Kedesh Levana, Hashem is a pile Emes, Shepalose Emes. Hashem is the creator of Emes, whose work is the sign of Emes. He ain't the Briyasa Shekeh. In the Bria, there's no Shekhar. Like the Pasuk says, They established forever because they made with Emes and Yosheh. Now he says, What brings things into, into actuality is the Din we spoke about before. That was fulfillment of the decree of Hashem. And the judgment is based on Emes. Without the Emes, Emes is something which lasts, Shaka doesn't. And therefore, if the world is going to last, it's going to be based on Emes. And that's why he brought the Apostle, Allah, Emes. The world's built on the principle of Emes. 
And what that means, In the world itself is nothing which which is separate from the MS. And we may therefore set up based on the starting point of MS. Let's explain these two steps that Maras told us before we come to the third one. The first you said with Maras told us, the first principle is that there's a the world was created with din, and the second that the world was created with emes. So we want to understand what does the din mean, and what way was it used in creating the world. So this is a principle which is often discussed in the works of the Bani Machshava. What's the idea of din? So we know din is always used as the contrast to the middle of chesed, which means chesed is to give, chesed is to share, chesed is to uh, so to speak, to be able to transfer an outpouring of bracha, of shefa, and by the nature of chesed, so then the middle of chesed doesn't have a limitation. The middle of chesed is always to give, to give more, and to give without a measure. And chesed on its own can't create, because there has to be a certain limit to how much things are going to get in order for them to in order for them to have a certain uh, size, ability, place, kayak, whatever you're going to call it. And that's why, even though the starting point of Hashem's rotten to give was based on chesed, Hashem wants to give and Hashem wants to give without a limit. Hashem wants to give more and more and more. But if it would have been a world in which there was no end to the giving, there would be a world which never took form. There would never be a size for something because that's limiting it to a certain amount. So we have to expand and expand and there would never be so to speak, a certain set uh, ability which everything had, because chesed mean it can be bigger than it is, it can be greater. And therefore, when that rotten for chesed had to be channeled into actual creation, it has to have a din, which means there has to be a certain uh, decision and a certain amount which we're going to limit the shefa of chesed to, to, to be, and that's how much the world's going to receive, that's how much the world's going to get, that's how big the world is going to be, and not more than that. And when we have that limitation in place, so then we can create a world. Let's just give a simple example where we to explain this idea. I think it's, it'll help us understand the concept of it better. Imagine a person decides they want to build a house. Now, they want to build a big house, a, a mansion, a palace. So they're going to build the walls higher and higher and higher and higher. But they realize that as soon as you, start, you decide to put on the roof, so then you've limited how big your palace is going to be, because now it's limited, you cap it, so to speak, with the roof. So imagine your person who just keep building walls higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher, you never have a house. You can always make higher walls, but you never have a house because you don't put a roof on it. And even though putting on a roof limits the size of the walls, because now they're set at a certain height and they can't become bigger than that, but it's true, there's a limitation by a roof, but without a roof you don't have a house. And that's why, as much as there's a concept of chesed, but without limiting the chesed, you're never going to have a, you're never going to have a functional bria, because things always get bigger and more and more and more. There has to, there has to be a certain cutoff point where we now say this is how big it's going to be, and not more than that. And that's using the mirror sadeh. We know that the name given to Hashem in creation of the world was named Shakai, and uh, the name Shakai, the Gemara tells us, comes from the words. Hashem said enough to the world. 
In other words, the world could have expanded more and more and more. And there's a certain point where Hashem caps it. That's where it's going to stop. That's how big it's going to be. Amar die. And the concept of the die is now there's a world. Because now that it's stopped expanding, it's focused on how big and how, what it's going to be. So now we can, on that framework, on that model, we can now, we can now develop it into a world. That's the principle, and that's of the din which there was in the world. Now, that's the name of Elohim. Elohim is in everything Hashem made, the Shemaim has a size, the Oretz has a size. How much, of the, how much of the waters are going to recede and how much dry land is going to be revealed has a size. The sun and the moon and the stars have a certain ability, have a certain koyach, have a certain authority. Whatever you're going to put it in, all these things are limited, are limited to the way Hashem created them. And that's how we have the name Elohim. That's now we have the name Elohim. Now, so is there the element of din used in creation of the world? 100%. The whole creation only begins from the fact that there's this principle of din, which means giving a certain uh, ability, a certain size, a certain amount to each thing in the brain. Now, the next question is going to be, the next question is going to be, that, that do we, how do we... Uh, we compare that to a judge. When we're talking about, when we said that Dayanim in this world also have that Shemir uh, Akim because they're also judging. So how do we compare the judgment of people to that concept of the judgment of Hashem? In what way is that also a limitation? And the answer in the principle is that Ba'atzim, the job of the Dayan is the same job. Except not in the terms of a creator because a person is not a creator, only Hashem is a, only Hashem is a creator. So in what way does a person have that job? In what way can a person also act as a Dayan? And the answer is, in the world which there already exists. In the world which already exists. So now, uh, the question is, people want to, so to speak, take more and more for themselves of the world. In the time of Vakish Nefra, like the Apostle tells us, people naturally tend, so to speak, to try and maximize the amount they can in the world. And... That's each person's drive to to get what he can get, to do what he can do, to achieve what he can achieve. But on the other hand, that sometimes there's a necessity to be magbilded. Sometimes there's a necessity to limit what a person, what one person wants to get, wants to take, because that's not the fee the way it's meant to be. It's taking more than his fair share, as it were. And if that's the case, the job of the dying is exactly the same job. That's, uh, it's going to prevent... Uh, someone getting more than they meant to get, taking more than they meant to take, it was not LP the way the world meant to be set up. And because of that, the dying is similar to Hashem in the fact that he's like a partner in the creation, which means he's applying the the same concept of uh, the creation, which was the Tamir Sadin, to dealing with how people are using the creation and, and applying the Tamir Sadin there too. So if you're talking about the middle of creation, the first middle is dead. Now the morale tells us the second point. And he says the second middle used in the creation of the world is MS. Even though MS, like we saw already, was the domain of the Shemaim, and not necessarily the domain of the Oretz. So why do we see MS as the example of creation here? See, what the Pasuk is, Hashem is a poil MS, Shepulase MS. Hashem is uh, somebody who creates in truth, and therefore the Bria is in truth. And the Maral explains because since the Bria exists, it's Mukhim la'ad la'ilam, it's something which lasts. So for that it has to be rooted in Emes because 
And the Gemara tells us only something which is Emes survives. Something which isn't Emes doesn't survive. Kushtakai. Emes lasts. Emes remains. So, what's the Emes we're talking about? In what way is the entire Bria, so to speak, revolving around that principle of Emes? So the answer is like this. We know the Torah tells us Hashem looked at the Torah to create the world. And we know that the Torah is this example, is this the Koyach of Emes, which we saw previously, Hashem sends down to this world. So when Emes said the person shouldn't be created, Hashem said the, the Emes should come down to the world, and then Emes, which is the Torah, was sent down to this world. It became the, by Muhammad Harsinai, so Hashem gave us the Emes over here. Now, when we're talking about creating the world with Emes, so this is something that Amchal teaches us in Das Tfilos, and as he says, that this was this world was created against the blueprint of the Torah. And that idea already is a Hashem was a stackle by Raisa Baram. Hashem looked at the Torah to create the world, but the way that Amchal explains the principle is that not just that the Torah is the blueprint of the world, but the Torah, the world was created in a way that it could be used to keep the Torah. And therefore, if you're going to talk about what was the MS, which was the base on which the world was created, it was based on, it's going to be a place in which the Torah can be kept. And as I said in the Kiddush in that, it's not that it's a world which, so to speak, idealizes the Torah the way the Torah would want the world to be. It's a world in which the Torah can be kept. And what's the difference between those two ideas? So let's explain. Let's say, are there non-kosher animals in the world? answer is yes. Is it possible to eat a non-kosher animal? The answer is yes as well. You see that people do. How is it possible? The says don't eat them. So how can the reality be that someone who says not to eat, one actually can eat? So the Ramchal explains the principle. And he says that because the Torah wanted to instruct people not to eat it, it must have been a possibility. If something wasn't edible, the Torah wouldn't have been able to instruct you not to do it. So, for example, if the Torah doesn't want people to eat rocks, so then the world will be made in a way where rocks aren't edible. But now that rocks aren't edible, the Torah doesn't have to tell you, don't eat rocks. It's not a, you couldn't eat them if you tried. And therefore, there has to be two different kinds of steps, kinds of stages in the creation. The one stage is those things which the Torah doesn't want to be possible. And if the Torah doesn't want them to be possible, then they will be created in a way which it's not possible. A person can't eat a rock, just as an example. And if people aren't meant to eat rocks, then the world will be created in a way where they're not edible. The second thing is something the Torah wants to forbid. And if the Torah wants to forbid it, then that means that it's possible, and it has to be possible, and now a person can choose to do or not to do. And now he can be warned and and, uh, given instruction, don't do it. And therefore, the Torah itself, which wants to make something an Isser, really provides for the possibility of that thing being possible. Because in order to allow the Isra to be a, a direct like instruction or a warning not to do something, means it's possible to do it, I'm warning you not to. And therefore the reality of the world is built around what the Torah requires in order for the Torah to be kept. So it's possible to kill another person because the Torah says, no tirtach, don't kill. If it would be impossible for a person to kill someone else, so that would be the way the Torah was created, the world was created, so then the Torah wouldn't be able to say don't, don't kill someone because you didn't have the option anyway. So the very fact that the Torah makes some things possible and other things, uh, 
so to speak, impossible is because what the Torah wanted to warn us not to do had to be an impossibility. And what the Torah doesn't doesn't want to be a possibility, it won't warn us about it. It'll just uh, allow for the world to be created in a way where one can't do that. So is it the, is the world, let's say, set up in accordance with the Torah's ideal? Possibly not. In the Torah's ideal, they wouldn't. In the Torah's ideal world, people wouldn't do anything wrong. The world would be perfect. But the world's created with the with the potential of people doing wrong, and the depth of that is we understand, because that's where the Torah can. On that backdrop, the Torah can give a person direction, can give a person instruction. That's the Yisraeli Darabah. That's what we're talking about over here. The world was, was built on a base of MS. And the base of MS means that it's built in a way in which the Torah can be misguided. And that's why the world as itself is something which will last because it's, uh, MS, is, MS, we said, is something which lasts. It's Smukhim La'ad La'ilam. And what's the Smukhim La'ilam? That it's a world which is based on the uh, around the frame of what the Torah requires the world to be. Now, when people actually do transgress the Torah, then they make the world into a place of shaker. Then they make the world into a place which is bad. Because what the Torah's ideal would be that there's a poss- potential possibility to do bad which isn't being used. There's a possibility of people doing a barrier, but it's actually not going to happen. People will stand that. If that would be the case, the world would be perfect. Exactly what the Torah wanted the world to be. It would be a place of a temptation which is overcome. A place of a challenge where the challenge is risen to. And, uh, and not and people are past the, the Nisyanus. It's only when people fail the Nisyanus, then that's the world not how the Torah wanted it to be. Then it becomes a world of Shekhar. It becomes a world which isn't rooted on Amos. And that's the difference. When we're talking about Hashem's initial creation, it was Pulasi Amos. The creation was Amos. If we're looking at the world of today, it's a world which is called a Shekhar. And the difference is that the, the, the world Hashem created was perfect. Exactly what it was meant to be in order to allow the Torah to be fulfilled. That's something which is Amos. Even with the potential of doing a Vera. That's a necessary part of the principle too. Whereas the world of people which have done a Vera's, that's a really Shekhar. It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't what the Torah wanted. That's the difference between the two the two levels, so to speak. And now, on that we see therefore that Hashem utilizes both of these Koichas in the creation. Both the Koich of Din and the Koich of Emes. And it brings us to the third uh, to the third element which is used in creation. This one we have to explain. We saw Emes, we saw Din, and the third one is Shalom. So the Moral explains where do we see the Shalom in the creation? And the Moral is going to tell us a very big Hiddish. It says, Enigma finishes creation. Hashem lets the create, gives rest, that's Menucha, which is Shabbos to the creation. Hashem finished his work on the seventh day. And when that was when that work was complete, that brings to Menucha. That brings to Shalom. After Hashem finished working, so what, he, what could he create more than that? Because the work, active stage of the Bria had finished in six days. So what was added on the seventh day? Hashem created calmness and relaxation and rest. And now the Chiddush of the Maral, He's equating the Menucha, which was at the end of the world, with Shalom. Now, 
מקומה של פרשה שהיא על החומש, מה היה להם חוסר מנוחה, פרשה וספר מנוחה. What was the world was missing at the end of the season of creation was מנוחה, so שבס came and filled in that last element which there wasn't, which was the מנוחה. What's the connection between שלום ומנוחה? So the moral class gives us something that you said, we have to try and understand it. And he says, V'endim in a Bria Atzma, that's not part of the Bria. V'endim in a Shabbos Bichal Yemei Amaisa. Shabbos isn't one of the six days of work. Avon Mikol Malkam Ukiyom Oilam, but it's there to Mekayim the world. Sharei Ksiv Ha'yichal Yekim Yemashvi, Milata She'asa, She'yemashim Kola Malacha Shalashosh Yemei Bereshis. It's not part of the Yemei Bereshis, but it comes to complete the Yemei Bereshis. And therefore, since it's the completion, Ma'asham Hu Ha'kiyom Akol, that's what keeps it going, that's what keeps, it holds it together. That's why the mitzvah of Hadlakas Neres in Shabbos. One of the reasons is Shalom Bais. And that doesn't just mean within a person's house that they don't trip and hurt themselves, which is what Rashi says. But rather, it's a concept of the Shalom of Shabbos, which is manifested as a Neres. And it says in the Passover, My soul abandoned Shalom. And that the Gemara says, That they didn't have Hadlakas Neres. So without Hadlakas Neres, there's no Shalom. Which means to explain what's the connection between them. He doesn't explain, but we'll try to explain what the Maral means by that. We see the three things the world rests on, which were all parts of the Bri of the world. In the running of the world, in the way to set up the three different stages. The first thing was the Din, which Hashem decreed exactly how things should be created, and that was kept to in the creation. And everything was set up based on the Amos, which is said based on what the Torah wanted it to be. And nothing goes out of that category, out of that principle. And that is the last point, which was the result of the creation, the final step, which was Shabbos, and that's the Menucha and the Shalom. In the six days of creation, there was always movement to go outwards and do. And at the end of the Yemaya when the world stopped going out to do, that was the Shalom. There should be Shalom in my Menucha. And on that, the Basko was replied from Shemaim, and it says, So we see the connection between Menucha and Shalom which is a connection between the week and Shabbos, which is, the, the, so to speak, the final uh, key which holds the breath together. That's what the Maral said, and I was trying to explain. So what needs to be understood is what's the Kesha between Menucha and Shabbos and Shalom. So the Maral says a few points. The first thing he points out brings the idea that there was an extra element of Shabbos, something outside the breath, and that was, so to speak, not part of the Chashis of Ma'amaisa, not part of the Sixth Day of Creation, but it was, so to speak, the point which held it all together, the Rakhaim Libri. What's the idea? And what's the connection to Shabbos? So, let's speak about it maybe in a bit more of the Lashon of Kubali first, just to explain the concept. And then as we talk about the Chashis of Ma'amaisa, the Sixth Days of Creation, the idea of Six, is really the different directions which there are. The four directions, all four sides, and then up and down. And therefore we're talking about something in three dimensions, a cube, 
the amount of ways that it can extend outwards is six. And the concept of each of the Yemei like the Pazak says, Yetzi Adam, the Pazak, a person goes out to his work, means moving out in a different direction. Each of the six times, days of creation, each of the six dimensions is in a separate direction, a separate, a separate path, and if they're each focusing outwards, then the result is they're each getting further from each other. Each one traveling towards its own goal, each one moving in a different way. So really, it makes things become apart. It separates them. The concept of Shabbos, of the Shvi, of, is what the Zayar calls, the Shabbos is the Heichel. The Shabbos is the middle point. The Shabbos is the center. And when that happens, and there's not just the six sides facing outwards, it becomes an internal center point, then everything changes. And then rather than focusing out, everything focuses in. Then the center point becomes, so to speak, the Shabbos, and now all the six sides turn towards it. And when that happens, they all combine. Because when they're facing outwards, so then they're distancing from each other. When they're focusing inwards, then there's a central point which is a unifying factor. We spoke last time about the idea of Shana Bais. And that is Ish Vish Zachu, Shechina Benayim. Zachu means that there's a Shechina between them. Because when there's that factor which is greater, and there's a factor which unifies, so if that's the case, so then there's the Shechina, which is Benayim. If that's the case, then there's a center point, which is uh, combining both of them. It's not what he wants, what she wants. It's not that they have their own interests, and each one comes into conflict with the other one's set of interests. It's that they're both working to a greater and higher purpose. And that's what we explained last time. There's always the aspect of Shalom that applies here too. So when you have Shabbos Kodesh, that becomes the point of connection. It becomes the extra element, but it's not a different direction. It's rather the Shlemus which brings the points together. Just like we spoke about the Shvata. Each one a separate point on the compass. Each one a separate Kayach in its own right. But that's when they're facing outwards. But when there's the Mishkan in the middle, and the Shvatim are camped around the Mishkan, and that becomes the center point which unites everything. So that idea of the Shalom which comes from Shabbos. The Renuch is the same idea. The Avoida is to go out. Is to conquer, is to do more. Menucha is, like Pazak says, don't go out. Stay where you are. When you stay where you are, then focus inwards, not outwards. That becomes the Menucha of Shabbos. That is the world is missing. A world which is directed in every outward direction is a world which is separating. Come Shabbos, the Menucha is the element which turns everything around. It makes everything focus inwards. And when that becomes the case, then it comes with Menucha, it comes with Shalom. The two come together. Um, one last point. And this idea, it says that has to do with the Shabbos candles. The Shabbos candles of the Shalom Bayis, the Apostlech says, Vatiznach Mishalom Nafshi. My soul, so to speak, abandoned Shalom. That's when the Vazayal Gunnera Shabbos. Why is that the case? So there's one last element to the puzzle, and that is the same element of. Uh, connection of a center point is also the Makam of Bracha. The Shabbos is the Makar of Bracha. Why? Because the center point which everything comes towards to is the point of what unites everything. And that's the Kayach of Bracha.
when everything's united on one center point, then that's where the bracha comes from, just like in the base of Mikdash. When the Shvatim are all camped around the base of Mikdash, that becomes the central feature, which unites everything, and that becomes the Shosh of the bracha, which from there, the bracha spreads to everything else. That's the side of the R, so to speak, which comes with Shabbos. The R is the bracha, and that's the same idea as the Neres Shabbos, the Neres Shabbos. The Neres Shabbos, Shabbos is the source of R, the source of the connection, the source of that sense of it. And that's the third element of the creation. There was the original element of creation, which is the din, the decision of how much, in what proportion, in what size, with what kaychas to give the world. There's the second point in the creation, which we called the emes, and that is fashioning the world in a way where it lines up with the Torah's expectation, and it can be true to what the Torah wants the world to be in order for it to be fulfilled. That way the world is reflecting the emes, which is the Torah. And then the final point is the shalom, which means when the world is doing that, when the Torah, when the Torah becomes a center point, and the world is working around that, then that brings shalom, just like my Shabbos. When the world is set up in a situation where it's working around the center point, which is a which unites, rather than looking outwards, which divides, then that brings the Shalom with it as well. We only have one more minute until we have to finish the Shia, so I just want to give a remez to this idea. The Maral finished with the words of Rebbe Yakadesh before he died. That there should be Shalom Amun Abimichasi. And it's uniquely Rebbe who had that expression, because Rebbe, as you know, was the author of the Shisha Sidra Mishnah. That's the same idea of the six sides, and the Shalom Abimichasi, which is the center point, which will combine the six different stars of the Mishnah. That's the end of Rebbe's achievements of what he had achieved, of the Sisha Mishnah, which are each, each one is a different aspect outwards, and that is that in the Menucha, they should be Shalom, they should combine to, so to speak, to the center point of, which, which combines everything together, the center point which is the Torah, which is the Shah Jabracha. And that's the Shalom which, which Rebbe saw also as the, as the center point which combines everything else.